Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. For your mercy, for your kindness. God, we offer you praise. Before I go into uh, the message on this morning, I need to do this to kind of help to get this out of my spirit. I I've been hearing for the most part all week about where we were and what we were doing a year ago. And when I reflect back on what we were doing or what I was doing a year ago, along with others of my family, and others that are related to me, we were chasing our loved ones around hospital beds. And I praise God because I understand that God is sovereign. And God has helped me over the past year, amen, to come and, uh, to realize and bring closure to some issues in my life, especially as it relates to two women that I dearly loved. One has gone home to be with the Lord that was hospitalized. Another is standing in the back. Hallelujah. And we praise God. Either way, because Paul said to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so would you help me to celebrate my daughter? Her birthday will be in a couple of days. Who has meant so much to our family, has meant so much to this ministry. And I just didn't want to let it pass by without taking the opportunity to celebrate her life on this morning. Thank you, Deacon Cord, for making that happen for me. I kind of sprang that on him at the last minute, but he pulled it off. Praise the name of the Lord. While you're standing, if you have your Bibles, if you would... Uh, Get your Bibles and go with me to the book of St. Matthew. Uh, St. Matthew chapter 6. Many of us have read in these passages. And so I won't be talking about anything new. Something that you don't, that you've never heard before. Uh, but I am thankful this morning as I look around the room. I praise God for children's church and I thank God that we have that available amen I do have some material in here that is probably not PG and so just kind of giving you advance notice I'm not going to stay there long most of the stuff is is PG um, Matthew chapter 6 and I'd like to begin reading in your hearing at verse 25, and we'll conclude at verse 33. 
It reads like this. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. What ye shall put on. Is life, is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Behold the fair fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which, is, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek after. For all these things do the unsaved seek after. For your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all of these things. But, so that canceled out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Not only going to say the word of the Lord is blessed, but would you put your Bible down? Would you praise the Lord? Because he said all of these things are going to be added unto you. Would you just shout across the room at somebody and just tell them, seek God first. Yeah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we honor you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the privilege being able to stand before this august body. We pray, God, that you would hide us under the shadow of your almighty wing. God, so that the projection would only be you. Enable our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, we live in a day and time where with all the resources around, it doesn't seem like there's enough. But you have promised in your word that you would never leave us, you would never forsake us. God, that if we would seek you first, you'd make sure that we have everything that we need. So our hope, our trust, our confidence today, God, is in you. So we pray even now for someone that's on the fence that doesn't quite understand the situation that they find themselves in financially. God, we pray, oh God, that you would certainly give them the kind of hope that they need in this hour. To know, God, that you would never leave them, that you would never forsake them. That you promised that you would be there until the end of the age. Your word is good. 
you have a track record with us hallelujah you have kept us you preserved us so we give you glory God we give you praise in advance hallelujah we're going to help tell it we're going to help preach it hallelujah so that people know that we serve a mighty God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask of thing according to the power that worketh in us in Jesus' name we pray we say thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus Amen and amen. What a wonderful time to be a saint of the Most High God. You may have your seats. Let me preface this message today by stating that if you plan on being a part of Tabernacle of Praise congregation for any length of time, and some will attest to it already, that you will hear me speak on about every topic uh, that a human being has to deal with saints included um, because there's so many things that we will experience during a lifetime and some subjects and topics are a bit uh, uncomfortable for all of us but uh, the Bible covers everything and so it's important for me I believe to cover everything <laughs> as someone who has had the responsibility of observing and working with the people of God across multiple generations, I have noticed that of all the topics that we teach on and that we preach on, that we have to deal with, there's a couple of topics yes, sir. that cause us to be uneasy. We don't feel as confident in talking about them and discussing them. Uh -huh. Two topics, two subjects uh -huh. that seem quite uncomfortable even for the saints. Yes. Two subjects yes. that cause us to squirm when we start talking about it. Uh -huh. Two topics that cause us to drop our head when somebody says a word. Uh -huh. And if we, and there are some of us that, that will blush at the very idea of these two words and many of us believe that both of these subjects are taboo. These subjects are sex and money. And we try to pretend as though we are not the least bit interested in either one of those subjects. But the real truth of the matter is, we are quite interested in both. I know I just exposed somebody. And, and, and there is this image that we have to continue to project. There's this persona uh, that we feel that we need to project, especially when it comes to sex. I'm not gonna be on this subject long. My lesson is about the other, but I need to talk about this because I have a platform. Some would have you believe that if you are really spiritual, that there is no need to discuss either of these topics at all. And for some of us, even some of you, 
when we begin to speak within the confines of holy matrimony and all of the sacredness that comes along with being married to someone. And in spite of what the word of the Lord says about the bed being undefiled in that particular situation, many of us still think that God himself considers this particular subject to be a dirty thing that he still lets us do. <laughs> that he doesn't really wholeheartedly approve of this. He doesn't particularly care for it. But when these moments of intimacy begin to happen, many of us would suggest to you that what God does is God turns his head and says go ahead hurry up get it over with so you can get back to being spiritual and this is kind of an unhealthy way of thinking about it because it ultimately eats away at the very fabric of our relationships with each other and becomes somewhat of a cancer it causes a conflict within us at times because we like to think of ourselves as spirit and we feel like we need to be spiritual at all times somehow not understanding that we are still in this body that cannot deny the fact that this body is made up of flesh for some of us, this conflict between trying to be more spiritual really becomes problematic because in order to become more spiritual, we have to deny or denounce our humanity. So it becomes easier to hide behind the disguise of being super spiritual so that we don't have to have a discussion about sex although we would love to have it praise the Lord I better get off of the subject I see some people that are more brown skinned than me turning red So let me get out of this because I, I can see it's starting to make some of you a little bit nervous because you're not sure exactly where I'm going with this, how far I'm going with this. And my wife particularly is sensitive in this particular area because she's not always sure what I'm going to say. So changing the subject, let's get to the second part of this discussion where I really want to be able uh, to hang my hat today. In the same manner, typically we don't like talking about money either. And the issue that stares us in the face with most of us that don't really want to talk about it is the fact that at the very foundation of us talking about money is this thing called materialism. 
But to understand we live in a materialistic world and society and there's really no way of getting around materialism. Things become important to all of us because while the inner man is spiritual, the outer man is still carnal. The outer man is still made of flesh. And the body of flesh demands a certain amount of things in order to exist. God does not forbid us as Christians from having things. Somebody say things. I'm tr- I hope that makes you feel better just by saying things. Yes. He, he doesn't have a problem with us having things. He does not say that the acquiring of things will prohibit you from being saved. So would you just share with somebody next to you that you can be saved and have things. But the Lord does want us to keep our desires in proper perspective. To be able to prioritize what should be first or who should be first and what should be second and what should be third in importance. In the third epistle of of the book of John, in the second verse it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. And the central theme in this passage of scripture is balance. God does not mind us having things. He just doesn't want things to start having us. And so these scriptures in the sixth chapter of the book of St. Matthew are all a part of Jesus's, what many of us know to be the Sermon on the Mount. It begins in chapter 5 and concludes in chapter 7 where where Jesus strategically, uh, it it seems as though that, 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 that this message is placed there so that Jesus begins to teach on a a wide range of topics even before he gets to the point to where the writer in the book of Matthew begins to discuss the miracles of Jesus Christ he first starts out talking about the teachings of Jesus Christ and so it, it, it starts with what most of us know as the Beatitudes blessed I'm not going to say them all, state them all, but most of us have been in vacation Bible school or in some other uh, uh, learning situation where we had to learn, had to memorize the, the Beatitudes. Blessed is uh, are those who, uh, blessed is the man uh, or the poor in spirit, I think it starts out first, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, goes on down to about middle ways to where it says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled all the way down to the point to where it says blessed are those when men shall revile you and shall persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake rejoice be exceedingly glad for yours for great is your reward in heaven and Jesus leaves the Beatitudes and from the rest of chapter 5 all the way through chapter 7 he teaches 
teaches on a whole plethora of different topics and issues that seemingly cover every phase of human existence. He expounds on how we should make the things of God, how we should make holiness, how we should make righteousness a priority and not an afterthought. And finally, when he gets to the 25th verse of chapter 6, he is dealing with what was the focus of many of the people of that day, and which is also probably the focus of many people in this day. And that is, how do we conduct ourselves? And what should our attitude be as it relates to material gain or material wealth? When we read here in verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. And nothing could be truer than this particular passage of scripture because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter today what you have, how well you can keep it. Hallelujah. What methods you try to use to try to secure and hide and protect your your wealth. Thieves are so sophisticated now that they have the ability to hack into your bank accounts they have the ability to access personal information without your permission and with the uncertainty of the stock market that that is up today and down tomorrow it doesn't matter how many millions you have that in one failed swoop of a, of a stock market falling, I mean, you, should, you could be in a situation that you never dreamt of. Many of us have already lived through uh, 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 one or two of these occasions where the stock market fell so, so drastically until rich people were committing suicide. And I think it's a pretty sad commentary if all that you end up having to show for your life is stuff. Luke 12, 15 says, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. So the challenge becomes to place special emphasis on seeking and worshiping God and not seeking and worshiping things. Do not become so consumed with God's hands until you become enamored with God's face. Because you hear me saying all the time that whatever direction the face of the Lord is, is directed, his favor flows in that direction. So you don't have to worry about his hands. If you can get his attention focused on you, his favor will flow toward you. Because when we set our hearts to seek the Lord, to seek his face, to understand his will, uh, uh, when we're worshiping and magnifying God, we have an assurance 
that God already knows the things that we stand in need of. That's why he says in verse 25, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. What ye shall eat, what you shall drink. Take no thought about your body. Wherewith shall you be clothed? Is not your body more than meat? Or your life more than meat and your body more than raiment? He goes on to say, behold, the, the fowls of the air. Check them out. They don't sow. Neither do they reap. They don't gather into barns. They, do you see them? They just fly around. Don't have a care in the world. And your heavenly father takes care of them. He feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? The Lord is saying here that he knows what you need. He knows what you need even before you ask for what you need. And since he already knows what you have need of, there's no point in you spending a whole lot of time trying to tell God and stressing over what you need because he knows it already and he's promised to provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What I want you to do, the Lord says, is I want you to set your affections on me. I want you to set your affections on me. Stop trying to bypass your affection being on me and your concentration being on things and stuff. Hallelujah, because I control all the stuff. All the cattle, all the hills belong to me. All the money belongs to me. All the stuff belongs to me. It's all mine. And so your concentration needs to be on me. I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Paul said in, in, in Philippians 4, 19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What you need to remember is that you are a citizen of heaven, that you are a child of the king, that you are a royal priesthood, that you are a holy nation. Hallelujah. Your father is rich in houses and land, and you are be benefited from it by being a part of the royal family and so you don't have to take on the world systems and attitudes trying to get ahead God never des desired for us to follow after what the world is doing God has a totally different plan on how he's going to bless us because 
because some of us are too busy trying to become everything that God doesn't want us to be and so we're not considering all the things that God really wants us to be but if you really want to be blessed I dare you to get in God's face hallelujah and begin to put your trust in him say for God I live and for God I'll die he who has begun a good work in me he shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ let me slip over here because I just had a thought in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 somebody's already ahead of me uh, God speaks to Moses and says and it shall come to pass okay. and it shall come to pass say that with me and it shall come to pass if thou hearken diligently God said, I need your attention to be on me. If thou hearken diligently, uh, hallelujah, to my voice, to observe and to do all of his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord God will set you on high above everybody else, every nation on the earth. And he goes on and says this in verse 2. He says, and all of these blessings. He was talking about me. Sister Boone, he was talking about me. And all of these blessings. Turn to your neighbor and say, what part of all don't you understand? That all of these blessings shall come on you. Just come on you, but 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 sister God, they'll overtake you. If you'll observe to do what the Lord says, you won't have to chase after blessings. He said the blessing will chase after you. You don't hear what I'm trying to say to you. If you will hearken to the voice of the Lord he goes on to say even in this chapter in this book that the Lord shall open thee his good treasure the heaven give the rain unto the land in its season and to bless the work of your hand I say bless the work of your hand he goes on to say, you'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed when you go out. You'll be blessed when you come in. The fruit of your body will be blessed. Hallelujah. Everything that you touch, it'll be blessed. Somebody shout hallelujah. Is there anybody that wants to be blessed? Then you got to seek, you got to turn your attention and your affection, uh, hallelujah, on to the blessor. Yeah. 
and not the blessing. There's a caveat, Sister Smith, that when the Lord starts blessing, the devil is going to start messing. But the Bible says here in verse 7, let me read verse 6 first. It says, blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. And because the Lord knows the antics of the devil, he says in verse 7, and the Lord shall cause thine enemies that will rise up against you to be smitten before thy face. They'll come at you. They'll come at you one way. But the Bible says they'll flee seven ways when you're blessed. Blessed is the man that, 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 walketh, that, that, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly or standeth in the way of sinners nor seated in the seat of the scorn seated in the seat of the seated, sit in the seat of the scornful his delight uh, is in the law of the Lord uh, and in that law he meditates. The Lord says uh, all that thou settest thou hands unto bless it I'll bless it and, and somebody needs to know that God doesn't want you to be overly concerned about how he's going to do it if you'll just seek him first he says be not weary in well doing for in due season you shall reap if you don't lose heart wait on the Lord wait I say on the Lord and he shall strengthen your heart they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they will mount up with wings as eagles they'll run and not be weary walk and not faint God told God told the prophet I know the thoughts that I think towards you thoughts of peace and not evil I got a plan to bring you to an expected end I've already planned it out I've already charted your course I've already got you hallelujah you no weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper because I've got you I know you don't like you you're in an uncomfortable situation but I got you because after you've suffered a while, uh, he said, I'll establish you, I'll strengthen you, I'll make you perfect. Uh, just stick with me. Uh, just seek me first. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Just seek the, my face first. Uh, and all of these things shall be added unto you. I'm a living witness that it doesn't matter where you start it only matters how you how you end 
most of us may have rocky starts but I promise you if you stick with God hallelujah you make him first hallelujah glory to God if he stays number one hallelujah pretty soon hallelujah the word of the Lord hallelujah will, will manifest itself in your life And God said, I'll make you the, the lender, not the borrower. You'll be the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the more you'll be a blessing to somebody. And the more that you're a blessing to somebody, the more I'll bless you. You start seeking me, that stingy spirit will leave you. If you start seeking me, uh, hallelujah, I'll start setting stuff up for you. If you start seeking me, uh, I'll start putting the right people in your path. Uh, if you start seeking me, uh, I'll make your enemies uh, be the ones that bless you. I'm not talking about something that I heard or read now. Now I'm talking about something I've lived through. The very ones that hated me, the very ones that talked about me, they'll be saying something. I don't know why I'm doing this for you. Do I have a witness? I say, do I have a witness? Hallelujah. Don't keep it to yourself. Let somebody know. Glory to God that's sitting next to you that God can do. Uh, hallelujah. More than you can imagine. the magic, the antidote. Bible says in verse 31 it says take no thought saying what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Wherewith will we clothe? He says stop thinking like that. He says that's what all the Gentiles think about. You think about me because your heavenly father, your heavenly father already knows that you have need of all of these things and he's already promised that he'll meet every need and if you really seek him he'll exceed the need that's a nice little slogan exceeding the need somebody needed to hear that exceeding your need God won't do, he'll, he, he, he'll take you from not enough to just enough to more than enough. Do you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you? Stop trusting in things. Stop looking for things. And start searching out God. You'll be amazed at what you'll find. Would you stand all over the building? I got more, but I believe you've, I've shared enough. I need to pray. Somebody needs to know. that we serve a God that can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think.
it is God's good pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom. But God is kind of funny made. He's discriminating. And he's jealous. Because he don't want you asking anybody else for anything. The one thing that I love about God, and I've tried to imitate God, and I don't want to put any other husbands in jeopardy. But what I know about God is when your affection is directed toward his face and his heart and not his hands. He'll just give you stuff without you asking. He'll just be a blessing to you without you making a request. Okay. You'll just be doing your business and the blessings will run you down. And I realize and know that there's a level of materialism that's necessary for us to exist. And we have to fight back the tendency to make that priority. But when you are able to keep things in proper perspective as a saint of God, you realize that the things aren't nearly as important as the one that provides the things. The stuff is not nearly as important as the source for the stuff. Because if you don't have the source for the stuff, what happens when the source decides I'm not doing it? So as long as you've got the source, you've got the stuff. Would you bow your heads with me in a word of prayer? There might be someone that doesn't know the Lord in the pardoning of their sins and don't want to take it for granted that you're out there and you don't know it's better for us to lead you through this, give you an opportunity to certainly align yourself with the will of God. And if you're there, if you're in this sanctuary, I just want you to bow your heads with me in a word of prayer and come repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me. And that you were buried. And God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. And I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. And I thank you now. Would you help me just praise the Lord for any and everyone that has accepted the Lord Jesus on this morning while we're standing I certainly want to pray over this word and certainly over 
this audience. Heavenly Father, we honor you today. God, you're our God. You're our source. God, and we understand and begin to even know more intimately how important it is, God, to make sure, God, that we are in the center of your will, that our energy, our focus, God, is pointed toward you. Well, you said in your word, oh God, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not just the kingdom, just so that we might know the kingdom, but you said righteousness so that we might understand, hallelujah, the blessing that there is in living a righteous life. We realize that no, God, we can't do it on our own. And so we come to you. We ask you to pour out your spirit on each and every one in the name of Jesus. God, so that we might be able, oh God, to walk circumspectly, but more importantly, Give us a mind, oh God, and a heart to seek after your face. In the name of Jesus, you said in your word, let this mind be, be, in, be also in them that was in me. In the name of Jesus, God, we want to have your kind of mindset. We pray, God, that you would in, in, infuse us even the more. God, as we attend to go to higher heights and to deeper depths in you, we realize and know that we need the mind of Jesus Christ. You promised that we would have it. We open up ourselves to it in the name of Jesus. Wrestle every foul spirit, oh God, to the floor that would try to come in between the relationship that we have with you. Enable us, oh God, to perfect our walk so that men and women everywhere might see a shining light, a beacon of hope. God, as we go through this life, pray now, Lord Jesus, God, that you would certainly touch each and every one that's here. Everyone under the, under the sound of my voice, strengthen them, oh God, for the walk that's ahead. Strengthen them. Give them, give them the heart, oh God, that we need, oh God, to be able to be strong in the Lord. There's so many different things that come at us that vie for our attention. Able us, oh God, to have our focus stayed on you, knowing that you'll keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on you. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody help bless the Lord with me on today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to be leaving shortly. Would you have your seat just for a Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit. 